in our Shabbos parshas Emor. Emor, Amira, is a different lotion than Dibor. They mean the same thing. They both mean to speak, to talk. But Ramosha Feinstein tells us that we know. Uh, Rashi brings this down a number of times over the course of Chamesh Shetera that the Lashon Amira is a Lashon Racha, a softer Lashon, as opposed to Dibor, uh, which is a Lashon Kasha. It's a stronger, harsher way of speaking. So, normally, if you look throughout Chas, whenever there's a conversation between their Bainer Shalala, Moshe Rabbein, or Aaron, whoever it is that's talking, it comes up a certain Dibor. In general, there's at least one. Uh, but there's a D boy there over here. It's Parsha's Emor, right? Emor Alakanim. It says Emor three times in the first Pasuk. Why? When Mo- when Moshe Ben was getting commanded to tell Aaron and the Kahanim about their extra laws, about being a Kohen, there's a triple Lushan Amira, a softer Lushan. That's the question. Why Amira versus D And Moshe Feinstein says a tremendous answer. And he says like this. The message that these Kehanim are getting right now is that your life is different than everyone else's. You're a Kayan. You're special. And being special is going to be harder. You can't be metamet to relatives. You can't go to base at first. You have to be careful with your truma, with your maestras. You have to be... There's a lot of... There's a lot of halachas about being a Kayan. A lot of ways they can mess up. Where Yisrael don't have... Doesn't have those restrictions. Israel could do whatever he wants regarding kahuna dig stuff. Essentially, what Moshe Rabbeinu was about to tell these kahanim is a list of constraints, things that they can't do. The Moshe tells Moshe Rabbeinu, when you give over this message to the, to the kahanim, you better do it. A triple, a chazaka of softness. Explain to them that the more restricted you are, it's because you are special. You are better. And you can't act like everyone else. You're a prince. You're better. So yes, a prince has a certain code of gover- uh, more than governmental, of uh, kingly rules. You know, when they sit down for dinner, there's like a, it comes with a full rubric of how to eat, what to eat, how to sit, where to go, how to walk, how to talk. You can't just pick up a hamburger and, you know, that's not how it works. You're, you're a prince. You guys are priests. You guys are kahanim. You are next level. And it's going to be hard, but you have to know that it's geschmack. The harder it is, if you have 613 mitzvahs instead of seven, it's a lot harder. But it's geschmack to be a yid. And this, Rabbi Ephraim Shapiro ties this in to Rus. We're going to read Elaine Rus coming up on Shuas. Uh, like Weimers this week, right? Marking two thirds of the way in. When Naomi is telling Rus, yeah, you don't want to be Jewish. This is not for you, right? And that, that's the way we're supposed to. We're supposed to discourage people who are looking into being Megayer. So, what does Naomi, Naomi say? Naomi has a list of things which are encoded in the Psukim. And she says that, you know, there are restrictions of Tchum, there are places where. You can't go. There's a 2,000 ama radius where you can't walk beyond on Shabbos. And there are, there are places where you cannot lodge. And she lists a whole bunch of, of places where you cannot, where, where, where you will be constrained as a Jew. 
What's Russ's response? And listen carefully. I never really understood this before. It's an Avtali Kempa song, which helps me remember the Pesukim. Uh, it ends with Amechami. Right? Your people are my people. That's the punchline. But first she says, wherever you will go, I will go. Wherever you will sleep, I will sleep. Now, if I tell you, you know, there are places you can't go. The response is, okay, so wherever you can't go, I won't go. Wherever we're not allowed to do, I won't do it. Wherever you can't sleep, I won't sleep. I will follow the rules. But Russ responded in the positive. She, it's, it's, it's such a small thing, but you understand what Russ's perspective was. She wasn't saying, oh, I'm signing up for a, a lifetime of constraints and things that I can't do if I can't. She's saying, I'm signing up for all of the things that you can do. Do you realize that there are constraints? I, I was, there's a 2,000 mile radius. But that means that there are 2,000 almas that I can walk in. That's what I'm going to focus on because it's delicious to be a yid. It's MR, MR, MR. There's a Misa, a gentleman who was irreligious back in the early days of America before, while it was still in Am Loizerua, when uh, it, was, it was a barren wasteland when Ravaren Cutler and Shaga Fival Menluitz were, were first planting the seeds in the Am Loizerua. When Shaga Fival used to say that it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an Eretz, an Eretz Lezerua, where Loi is Zerua. Everyone says no to everything. You can't build the issue. You can't do anything. He says, nah, we're going to plant here. And there was, a, unfortunately, a lot of people were irreligious in those days. We're not Shemir Shabbos, but there's one guy who was Taka, irreligious, was walking around, um, around the tenements area in the slums, and he sees a couple of black children playing uh, ball, and they're rattling, they're playing and talking, chatting in Yiddish. And it was just the most bizarre thing. Like, where did these kids learn Yiddish? So he asks one of the kids. He's like, 